Welcome to Pink Sock Podcast. I am Mike Usnick. And today, who am I going to be joined by? Did I get anybody? Did I? Well, look who it is. I'm back. <laughs> Live from the Soap Center in South Dakota. We got Tony. <laughs> How you doing? I'm back at work. <laughs> You're back at work. I make it work. How's the uh, everything in South Dakota? It's actually pretty nice, pretty peaceful. You got to see the uh, Mount Rushmore, I saw. For the millionth time, but yeah. <laughs> what was your first time? along for the ride. Like, I've already seen everything out here. It's just like for the kids and for the wife, you know, that's never seen anything west of Columbus. This is quite a culture shock for them. I have never been to Mount Rushmore yet, so. It's actually pretty cool, man. You also got to see, what was it, Sitting Bull? Uh, Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. I, f- I forgot which Native American it was. That's- that thing is going to be sick as fuck when they're done with it. I, I saw it on uh, Ozzy Osbourne's uh, Detour show. Uh, what's it like in person? Well, you've seen the picture I showed you on Facebook. I was only like a, I was like a half a mile away. It's huge. Damn. That the is- problem is it's going to take forever for them to get done with it. Because they only work based on donations. So, like, if you go up to the gate and you pay the $30 per carload or whatever the hell the price was, mm-hmm. that's all they get going towards them finishing that thing. Damn. So, yeah, it's not government-funded or nothing. It's good that they're finally doing something for the Native American community because we just kind of, like, took their mountainside and put our president's faces on it. I mean... Yeah, and like my daughter Nola walked up to me. We were we were walking around at Sioux Falls. They have the Falls Park where like there's waterfalls and stuff. Uh-huh. That's a big thing. And she was just like, "What happened to all the Indians here?" And I'm like, "Well, we kind of slaughtered all of them." <laughs> She's like, "Why did we do that?" And I was like, "Well, because we're greedy. That's that's we've always has we've always have been." So at, le- at least you're honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to her and tell her, like, oh, yeah, we made this really sweet deal over a bottle of whiskey. You should have been there. You should have been there. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we were just like, no, we're going to take this shit, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, since we are both into music, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of metal singers? Metal singers? Metal singers. Let's start with that. Um. The top two, the first two, it has to be Halford and Dio. Next two gets kind of convoluted. I mean, I could go with Ozzy for one. And then Bruce Dickinson, maybe? I was about ready to say that. <laughs> I, I, that I, you could put so many other ones on there, but like the four that really come to mind are those dudes. Those dudes are the godfathers of metal. Like you can put like you could put like Phil and Salmo and those guys on there, but the ones that you named are the grandfathers of metal. They created metal for what it is today. Well, I always try to like if you're talking about a Mount Rushmore, I'm trying to think about the forefathers of what we do. And right. 
Those dudes are it. Like, <laughs> right. And they're still around. Unless you Some really get into it. And then you're like talking about the lead singer from like Deep Purple or like Zeppelin or shit like that. But I'm talking about like metal, metal. That's, that's, you know, that's what that. Can we be real? Um, who even is the current lead singer of Deep Purple? They've been through like, no idea. I think it's Ian Gillen. They're, uh, second lead singer i want to say don't crucify me because i don't know <laughs> i know they've had like five different singers <laughs> is richie blackmore even in the band anymore he's doing richie blackmore's rainbow then i <laughs> you don't have any interest in deep purple <laughs> the only member that's consistent is i think the keyboardist maybe That's like I went and saw Boston, and their only original member is the rhythm guitarist. Or is he the? Oh, leader? you mentioned keyboardist, man. You know what? You know what? One dude doesn't get enough props. Who? The keyboard player for Ozzy. Can you name him? <laughs> I can't. I will say this: I am guilty of it. I can't name him, but the motherfucker is a genius. <laughs> Which keyboardist? Because hasn't he had a few over the years? Mm. Are you talking like Mr. Crowley era? That dude, yeah. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh. Dave would know. <laughs> Dave isn't here right now, so I'm going to find out for us. Uh, the keyboardist on Mr. Crawley is Don Airy. Yeah, that may, yep, all right. See, I had the name. I just couldn't think of it. You're like, Don, Don, Richard, what's his name? <laughs> but yeah, that dude doesn't get enough credit. Nope. He made some masterpieces to go along with those songs back then. Right. And like, I speaking of keyboardists, have you seen uh, Rocket Man yet? I love that movie. It's incredible. I mean, it's got some pretty aggressive scenes in it if that's what you want to call it but what i guess elton john got a lot of flack because there are scenes in the movie that are not historically correct and there's scenes in the movie that's not right and elton john's reply was it's not a documentary it is everything from my view it's not well, yeah I mean, it's, it's from what he remembers and the human mind remembers shit wrong mm -hmm. uh, have well, you I seen mean, Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't accurate either. Really, I I mean, I, it, was, it was to a point. But I love Bohemian Rhapsody, but I hated that they were incorrect about his AIDS diagnosis. Yeah, because they didn't know right until the last bit. They didn't know right before Live Aid. He was diagnosed in like three or four years after Live Aid. I mean, he probably had an idea. But not the way they portrayed well, it in the movie. But here's the thing, though. They had to make it a movie at the end of the day. Right. So, because like, they had to do something with it. In reality, though, Queen, they did a whole ass tour before Live Aid. Mm -hmm. Live Aid wasn't their reunion. Like, <laughs> their reunion was the tour before Live Aid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still a fantastic movie. And honestly, it's the best biopic I've seen, period. Right. Could you, could you imagine, though, if we ended up with the one we were supposed to get? <laughs> with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sasha, 
<laughs> Sasha from fucking Borat. Oh God. <laughs> he was supposed to be Freddy. The I mean they did let's see, they did Bohemian Rhapsodies and they did Rocket Man. I mean Dirt came out and Dirt was okay, I guess, but I mean, the only scene that was really good in it was the Aussie one. That wasn't even accurate, really. That no, kind of accurate to a like some of the stuff, but yeah. he snorted the ants like. And then I have a huge problem, just like Dave does, with the fact that they made Aussie and Australian. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense. It doesn't, but the guy that played him looked like him. I, I, I'll, all right, I'll take on that. <laughs> he looked just like him. <laughs> He's an Australian, so it was kind of like, okay, I guess. Australians <laughs> are kind of like the Texans of Britain, but sure. I'm Aussie Osborne down under, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bite the head off a bite. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, we all know what happens when they did that. <laughs> um. So speaking of Aussie, I heard that they might be doing an Aussie Osborne movie. Who would you have play Aussie? Ooh. Well, definitely not the Australian. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I will have to go with Johnny Depp. Mm. Alice Cooper's already really wanting him to do that. You know, it's it's going to be weird seeing Johnny Depp if he does play Alice. Uh, because Alice has no tattoos. <laughs> and I got it. I don't know the dude's name. Maybe you can help me out with it. You know the the, the uh, snaky guy in Lord of the Rings that's trying to manipulate the King of Rohan? Believe it or not, don't hate me for this, but I haven't really seen Lord of the Rings. Are you serious? I saw the first one. I think it's in the first one. It might be in the second one. I I can look it up for you, but I But that any, dude would be perfect for the role, I think. Any any other actors? <laughs> Cuz you're like, damn. <laughs> mm, I can't think of any off head offhand. I Honestly, they could probably do just about anyone because the dude that played Freddie Mercury, I didn't think would be a good Freddie till I saw the movie. I mean, you know what they could do is the thing that they did with the Irishman. They could just do that like whole CGI make Ozzy himself look younger thing. They could, but it'd be kind of weird. Work. It'd be kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know how Ozzy would roll with that shit, but like, I maybe it would work. The whole movie would be. Uh, tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> what what a uh, movie would you love to see? Like, not even just a music one. What biopic do you want to see? What biopic I want to see? Yeah, like documentary biopic about uh, <clears throat> maybe the Eagles. Um, they have one about them, do they? I don't think. The one that I want to see, and they're planning on making it, it'd be fucked up if they do. The Chris Benoit movie. Oh, God. We already know how that ends. Yeah, they plan on doing the movie, like, leading up to what happened. 
I'm like, I, th- I think they already did this movie before, but it was a long time ago. Beach Boys would be kind of all right. Beach Boys would be cool, but, but I think they really, did one before. What would be really cool is if they include their tie with uh, Charles Manson. I mean, that would be cool, but does it have any like weight on the whole like overarching story of the band? Not really, but the or are they just kind of like acquaintances? They Charles Manson wrote a couple of their songs. Oh well, then yeah, I'd put it in there. And uh, they ended up renaming one of them because of what happened. The Don't Beach, blame them. The Beach Boys actually got a lot of shit back in the day because they were acquaintanced with Charles Manson, and their their thing was they're like, how would we know what this guy was going to do? Yeah, exactly. No one knew. <laughs> like, how would we know? I mean, even, even even the people on on the Sunset Strip that would kick him out of bars because he was a shitty musician. <laughs> like, I I uh, heard an interview. I guess uh, Alice Cooper met Charles Manson. That's it's scary back then if you look at the entire history of Charles Manson because he was just a hippie. Have you seen that movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, but you keep telling me to watch Dude, it. <laughs> I really dig what they did with the Manson family in that movie because it has a lot to do with it. I'll have to watch it then. But it show, it shows you like like we've all known stuff from like old clips from like newsreels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like this goes into showing you like how people back then like they were really creepy people. <laughs> Like not normal hippies, they were fucking weird. I, it's weird to think about that because, like, I don't know. Some people say they were hippies, others say they were weird. I guess it's just matters of who you are because everybody's vision of a person is different. You know what I mean? Depending mm-hmm. on who you talk to. So, I don't know. So, what about uh, Minneapolis? It looks like a freaking, like, I don't know. It looks like Mad Max going on I, down there. I don't condone violence, but at the end of the day, I don't blame them. Because, because were- damned if you do, damned if you don't. We give, like, white people end up giving them shit because they take a knee for the national anthem. And they get vilified and ostracized and shit like that for just kneeling. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck else are they supposed to do? That's my opinion. Like, I mean, come on. Like, th- this is getting really ridiculous with these cops. And it needs to give. It's crazy. Like, yeah, people shouldn't be destroying buildings and catching them on fire. But I don't know. I, don't. I mean, I get it. Like, what, what else are they going to do to get the point across? Like, it took them doing that shit for them to at least arrest the dude. I don't even right. know if he's going to get charged. And they're, uh, the uh, Minneapolis, uh, the governor of Minnesota said that he's trying to get the other cops also. Well, yeah, there were like three of them were standing there happen. doing nothing. I think one of them had his knee down on the dude's leg while this is all going on. You see, like a couple different clips from like people across the street filming it. Not the main one that they keep showing, where it's just the one cop. 
Like if you, right. there's a couple other clips of people from filming it across the street. There's another cop having his knee down on the dude's leg while he's already got a knee on his neck. Like, what one the, the fuck? One of the issues I have is I see a lot of people saying, well, why were people filming it and not intervening? I'm like, you know what happens when you intervene in cop business? You get shot. <laughs> or you get arrested, too. <laughs> so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Pretty much. Like, I mean, at least we're filming it now and people are getting called on it. But I still don't think anything's ever going to change. Unless it comes down from the top. And with Donnie the fucktard in control, I don't think it's ever going to change. <laughs> I love how you called him by his name. I don't care. What's he going to do? Send me another stimulus check? I, I, <laughs> I don't like... the. He's going after Twitter now. And my thought is, is just delete your Twitter account. If you don't like Twitter... Delete your fucking account. Or, I don't know, quit lying. I mean, that would work, <laughs> right? Be, like, and I've, I've had people come at me. They're like, well, we shouldn't be fact-checking the president. I'm like, why? Do you know how Hitler rose to power? Censoring the media. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's the same... I'm not comparing him to he's, Hitler, but his actions are very comparable. He's, he's wanting to take away their liability clause where they're not protected now. Like, that's his big thing. And, and, and it's all because, they're oh, well, you know, it's freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, it's freedom of speech, but you're still lying to everybody. So you can't, like, just go unchecked. Like, if I, said something on face, if I said something on Facebook and it was, like, completely false... I would actually appreciate someone straightening me out on that. Because I don't right. want to be putting out false stuff either. Right. And, and it's it's stupid because you do have freedom of speech in this country, but you yeah. don't have freedom to be to of backlash. You do not have freedom of backlash. And you have the freedom to not listen to it. Right. Like it's, I really don't even I'm, check on the news anymore. I just don't even listen to it. I tune it out. I can't even keep I can't even keep up with that zoo. Right? It's a three-ring circus. But and it's like yeah. it's like what it's like watching pro wrestling. We got Sleepy Joe over here sniffing hair. I think well, we you know to- like you know he's he's wanting to get Twitter in trouble and all social media. He's signed that executive order and <laughs> you know now, you know that's illegal, right? Like, you you can't be the president and tell private companies what the fuck you can and cannot do. It's not how that works. That so, is- like, unless Congress signs off on it, he can't do shit. So I don't know what he's trying to prove. That's the first step of communism. <laughs> <laughs> Censoring the media. So... For anybody that has been listening since the beginning or that is listening to the broadcast later, you noticed we didn't have music in the introduction. Well, our other episodes don't have music either anymore because we had to remove them because I was using songs that I was personally given permission to use and I got hit with a copyright strike. I don't even know if I got hit with that. They said that- I can't even play my own music on a podcast. 
They said possible copyright infringement. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. I guess. It is, it is what it is. I can't even use my own music, I suppose. Well, we don't know exactly what it came from, where it came from, if anything happened. It, but I'm going to be putting it all back on Spotify and stuff shortly, so we're going to try that again. Without all the music attached to it, I guess? Without music. Yeah, that works, I guess. Um, we were supposed to play Shroud and Neglect today, but couldn't. Next week, we were supposed to play Only Flesh, but can't. Um. He said he might stop by. Uh, so this week, we might have Nate stopping by of Shroud and Neglect. If not, no big deal. And we might also have Rev of Only Flesh next week. Oh, that'd be cool. He said he might be stopping by. And I'll I, be I, then. Yeah. The other day, I was like, I'm going to start. We're doing this podcast to interview uh, abnormal people and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how about the band that puts meat hooks into their flesh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure how, uh, if it's your style of music or not, but they're freaking great. What are they death metal? No, they are. I don't want to say exactly what I think they are because they're a mixture of shit. Like they're a mixture of like industrial punk rock and shit. Uh, yeah, I could probably dig it. Rev has a similar singing style of like Marilyn Manson, like early Manson. Okay. Good Manson. Uh, but uh, they put meat hooks in their flesh when they perform and they hang from meat hooks and shit while performing. Hey, man, everybody's got to have their thing. Well, Rev is the first person ever in a band to crucify himself on stage. Hmm. <laughs> like nails and all. Wow. And he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll play some Only Flesh for you when we're not on the air, because, no, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't get us in trouble again using our like our own shit. <laughs> Songs that we were given permission to use. Yeah. So I read this question the other day, and I'm going to add my own little spin to it, because uh, it's just random fun. So how do you eat corn on the cob? Do you eat it around? Do you eat it like typewriter or like just straight up blowjob it? I think people that eat it like a typewriter are psychopaths. <laughs> so you eat it blowjob style? No, not that way either. That's not even an option. <laughs> Maybe for you it would be, but not for me. I just eat it whole. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might eat it rectally. Who knows? <laughs> Shove it up their ass and poop out their mouth. <laughs> that that, that, is that, that South works. Park. It does work. Mm -hmm. Have you ever played uh, South Park's Fractured Butthole? No. <laughs> That's a game. It's Fractured I, Butthole. I, I know it's a game. They came up with the second one, I think, too. The, wasn't that the sequel of Stick of Truth? Mm-hmm. I, I don't keep up with them games. That's <laughs> it's South Park. It's funny. So, like, what all have you been doing out there? I, uh, you've been cave digging? Uh, man, like, all right, so we came out here for the first few days, and we were just hanging out at my aunt's house, you know, seeing the family, doing a family reunion barbecue and all this stuff, you know, doing that stuff, the niceties. 
And then, like, we took off for, like, three days out to the Black Hills, Sturgis, Rapid City, that whole area. Mm-hmm. Showed, showed the family Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse Memorial and Mount Rushmore Cave and Bear Country USA, which is, like, this thing. It's like a national park you can drive through. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, bears free roaming. Like, they can walk up to your car and stuff. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is nuts. Yeah. Don't roll the windows down if you don't want to get mauled. <laughs> that reminds me of that fucking zoo from Tiger King. <laughs> Nola wanted to roll down the window and pet one. He's like, oh, look, it's Yogi Bear. And I'm like, yeah, it's Yogi Bear, but he's, he's not nice. He's not nice at all. <laughs> hey, we are being joined by my uh, buddy, Connor. Let's bring him on. Guys. Hey, what's up, brother? How are we doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. I don't know how we are doing. How are we doing, Tony? No, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Mm-mm. That's what it's I like great. to hear. That's it's great like for you hear. to join us in our uh, pink sock mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> do, are you? Of do course, you, as do always. You, do you know what a pink sock is? I actually had to explain it to uh, Alex earlier. It was good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good conversation. That's a great oh, yeah. conversation. Out in the sun, having a nice drink. Just yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this later. Yeah, it, yeah, it's called the uh, the Pink Sock Podcast. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, it was it was great. You know, have you have you father. ever seen have you ever seen a pink sock in person? Oh, thankfully no. Do you want to see one? No. <laughs> Only if it's yours. Only. If it's yours, I'm pretty sure it's not a pretty sight. It, no, nah. because because it's my penis. It's not my bottle. <laughs> Better than blue waffles, though. Oh, have you seen the blue waffle? Is it uh, better though? I don't know. It might have a different taste. Very true. I Very love true. how anybody that listens to this is going to be like, what's a pink sock and what's a blue waffle? And then they're going to Google it. Like, what the fuck? They're going to Google it and be scarred for life. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> so, like, t- Tony is currently in uh, South Dakota, and he's uh, hanging out with Crazy Horse and all the presidents. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's nice ma- out here. <laughs> So we asked earlier, I'm going to ask you, Connor, who would you put mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore of metal singers? Of metal singers. The Mount Rushmore. Oh, my. Uh, that's. Okay, so I, I guess we'll, we'll have to, I'll have to, like, give a bit of a rebuttal. Uh, what are we counting as, I guess, metal? Are we going to go with? early stages of metal the super subgenres of metal what or is it just like the giant umbrella of metal a giant umbrella who are the founding fathers right of heavy metal of heavy metal yes all right so i'm ha- i ozzy has to be up there ozzy is like second from the left but not he can't be on the outside. Got to be dead sing, dead sing. I mean, he's, in, he's in like two of the most iconic bands of all time. <laughs> of course. Uh, he's definitely up there. 
Bruce Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. We both agree with that one. Uh, this might... I don't like this person. I'll be very, very upfront. James Hetfield. Yeah. I'll make the argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is... Is that okay? Is, is Hetfield okay? I, I, you can definitely make the argument, I think. The biggest metal band yeah, of all James time. Hetfield would be good. So. I think you have one more. Uh, Randy Blythe. Yeah, I can go with that. I mean, again, personal. Who was the last one? Uh, Randy Blythe. Randy Blythe, Lamb of God. Yep. Randy, Randy Blythe, yeah. That's yeah, uh, that's that. a little different than our. That's a little yeah. different than our list. Our list was Ozzy, which you said too. Um, yeah. Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. Okay. Bruce Dickinson, and who else did we say? Uh, oh, Rob Halford. Rob Halford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Metal God. The yeah. the metal god, the self proclaimed metal god, is actually the metal god. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know what? You could honestly make the make the argument for Randy Blythe because I mean he started like Lamb of God started the new wave of American heavy metal, so that's a big thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. I, and I think I think there's some bias for for Blythe because of. Lamb of God's influence on my introduction to metal. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't really get, I didn't get really get into metal until I was already seventeen years old. I mean, I'm I'm very, very young, and mm-hmm. uh, when like in the grand scheme of of the other genres I've listened to for my whole life, say, mm-hmm. so right. that I I definitely attribute a lot of like you said, like the American style of metal. To mm-hmm. Randy Blythe and Lamb of God, so it's cool because like uh, Lamb of God was the band that kind of got me started in like death metal. Okay, and, really, and it's really weird because Randy Blythe hates death metal. <laughs> He's a punk rock dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamb of God started off as a joke because he don't like that vocal style. <laughs> now he has to do it That's for great. a living. <laughs> He's, he's when vocalists do the cookie monster, <laughs> and then the rest is history. Yeah. So hey, what, what have I missed today, guys? Oh, uh, we just talked about uh, South Dakota. We talked about the Mount Rushmore of metal. Oh, how do you eat your corn? Do you eat it like round? Do you eat it like a typewriter or straight up blowjob it? So I will. I will eat around the the ends. And then typewriter the rest. That's new. Uh, according to Tony, you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I never claimed I wasn't. <laughs> I, I like I like the straight up like just put it all in and pour it right out. Yeah, like straight up blowjob in that corn. That's, a, that's aggressive. <laughs> that's an aggressive move, sir. It's like getting a blowjob from Freddie Mercury. 
Oh. <laughs> Top oh, teeth God. just drag like hell. Oh, man. Have you have you seen um Rocket Man, Connor? I have not, unfortunately. Fantastic movie. I've been told, I've been told many times. The unfortunate part of uh, my point in life is I'm a little busy to indulge in even the things I really enjoy. So uh, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen Rocket Man. Um, you should. I know. I know. If There's I had things I need to do. one, I would go with Bohemian Rhapsody, to be honest. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. is good. Um, really- Bohemian Rhapsody is weird historically if you uh, follow Queen because they base it around the, that he was diagnosed with AIDS before Live Aid. And the reason why Queen got back together was because of his AIDS diagnosis. When in reality, Queen got back together mm-hmm. and repatched things due to a tour before Live Aid. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he like, wasn't diagnosed with AIDS until, what, 87? <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah, that sounds about right. At the end of the day, they had to make it a movie, so I get it. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, I actually have uh, the the Bohemian Rhapsody uh, album like somewhere like right next to me. I was just listening I, to it last weekend. I I got some re- like a stack of records out so I could like uh, do some do some things, and I was just like, I just want to listen to records while I do this. And that was one of the albums I pulled out. Oddly enough, uh, it's weird. Like I love Queen, but I don't have that vinyl record but i do have night at the opera that's a good one too mm-hmm. yeah it's one Another of the ones one. that, it's one of the ones that like pretty much blew them up mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure for sure um, i find it so mike I've, I've, go ahead i have a question for you um have you have you told our, our friend here what the uh the idea that i had for a discussion topic this weekend no i was gonna let you do that What's up? Uh, I'll I'll just you know drop this off. You can mull it over, and we can continue with some other conversation. Uh, what is like? What happened to rock legends? What what happened to the idea that you know there's this echelon of artists at the very top? Like the mm-hmm. like if you look at previous generation of bands and such you know we you can ask your parents like oh i know this person that person this person that person like they are the rock legends what is our generation's rock legends Mm. um do you want to go first tony man that's a hard one really like because the music industry is watered down what is technically rock legend standards so i really i have no idea um, I would say like our generation of rock legends, like our Ozzy, our Dio. Um, if I was to name names, um, as you said earlier, Randy Blythe would be a legend uh, in the future. Jonathan Davis of Corn would be our modern day legend. Um, Phil and Salmo, David Draymond, Phil and Salmo. He's already I mean- legend status. Up until he passed away, and even now, Dimebag was like true, true. it. He was in. Um, another legend, modern legend, Zach Wild. Very true. Yeah. Uh, where now? I've 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 a few groups that I want to 
one one's a singular performer like that is in band or bands and the other mm-hmm. is some groups i would like you to, to try to tell me where on the list of rock legend status do they sit are they in the status of rock legend or are they going to get there or do they do you think they'll just fall short or may not even get there uh first one Corey taylor oh he's a rock legend he he currently would be a rock legend in my opinion oh, yeah, definitely yeah I, i'm surprised i didn't even name him in the original list to be honest yeah that was that was one of the first people that came to mind for me i was like who is someone that i can consider a rock legend mm-hmm. because I feel like so many people that we do, that we consider previous generations rock legends, mm-hmm. they really started new things. They really they really capitalized on their ability to innovate the industry and the genre. Mm-hmm. And I think Corey Taylor's existence in the music industry has really changed a lot and really laid the groundwork right. for future bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Shinedown fall on the list as a group? I like Shinedown, but I don't think they're legends yet. Yeah, I personally think that they could get there. Just short, exactly. I think that they're just a little, like they need like one or two more like major moments to really Mm -hmm. successfully get there. But as of right now, they're just not there. Well, Corey Taylor is there because he was smart. He's like, let's just form a bunch of bands and one of them (laughs) has to make it. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Uh, Green Day. Where 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 does Billy Joel and the rest of Green Day fall on that list? Green Day would be punk rock legends uh, in their own right. Um, They're our modern, they'd be our modern Sex Pistols. I can hear with that. Yeah. And they're they're legends in their own right. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And the last one, which I think I might be a little, little bias on, but MCR, My Chemical Romance, legends or not. Definitely for emo music. Yeah, they are emo Mm -hmm. legends. And considering they're able to, before this pandemic, they were able to sell out arenas for overpriced tickets. (laughs) I think they'd be legends. Yeah. I I I think they are this the our generation's rock legends for uh, the same reason a lot of early 70s mm-hmm. early 80s bands are are legends where they really just existed very short time frame but the things that they did when they were there just catapulted them into stardom and cemented themselves in that rock and roll that punk rock hall of fame. Right. Though, though they lasted longer uh, than MCR, uh, MCR would be like our modern day, like the cure, like the very dark emo type style music. And they eventually catapulted to where they're at. MCR is a little heavier, <laughs> but uh, a lot heavier than yeah. the cure. <laughs> a lot heavier yeah. than, uh, than emo Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, who would you guys say is uh, are uh, going to reach legend status on our time frame? I'll add to the conversation. Matt Heafy of Trivium. Uh, Trivium. Matt Heafy. Oh man, I. Trivium is just. 
so much fun to listen to, so much fun to go see live. They, I, I've got chills thinking about the experiences I've had and definitely on, on the rise, on the rise, we'll, we'll get there. You know, there was an article done a long time ago. Well, not so long ago. It was back in 06, I think, 07. They, they, were, they wrote that Trivium is possibly going to be the new age of Metallica. And back Absolutely. then, I didn't think so. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I see that. They're not going to be nowhere near as big because the industry is not going to allow it. But yeah. they're just they're good. They're really good. I can't say anything bad about them. Speaking of Metallica, um, the big four, do you guys agree with the big four? Or do you think somebody should be removed and replaced with somebody else? Do you think it should be a big five? Who would you add? Or who would you take away? Or would you leave it the same? I don't think it should be just the big four. No. The big five? That's, Not at all. That, that, here's the thing. The big four just sounds like a big ego contest at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah. Just because they're they got to big status first, I mean, you got to think about the band that started thrash metal in 1979 is Exodus, but they don't even get to be in the big four because they didn't release their first record until '85 because Kirk Hammett left to go be in Metallica. So there's that, and then you got a kick-ass band like Testament that's not even mentioned, mm-hmm. or Death Angel, or like, the Godfathers of Thrash, Venom. You got them too. <laughs> but yeah, I shouldn't I, be the big four. I've I've never been a fan of 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 that sentiment that they're the big four is just it's just them at the top. There's no one else. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I I disagree with it completely. I wouldn't even say adding it to it to be to be the big five. I would say just not even recognize them as as the big four. Mm-hmm. Now I, I do think we could recognize a group of bands and be like these are the very best ones of the of this group of this right of this. right, right. Yeah. and and that's all and that's all speculation too i mean personal yep. preference some some dude could like death angel more than they like metallica and i can't fault them at all like it's just yep. their thing I, i'm that weirdo i like megadeth over metallica and i believe that anthrax shouldn't be on the big four if we do have a big four I think the big four should have Exodus on it. Yep. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I Even do though, like Anthrax really does get shit on out of all the thrash bands for some <laughs> weird reason. I don't be- because, be- because they are skater thrash and people hate. Is it because thrash? of Joey's vocals versus everybody else's being aggressive? I don't know. Well, because they write I, really good tunes. I've always said that I love Anthrax, but Joey is a power metal vocalist in a thrash metal band. <laughs> yeah. But that's like... So I, I... Go ahead, go ahead, Mike, go ahead. Um, one of the things that somebody told me the other day, and I totally disagreed with it, I asked them about this big four thrash, and they're like, well, I would take Anthrax off and put Pantera on. I'm like, Pantera's groove metal. They're, they're not thrash. <laughs> and terror is their own thing they're groove metal <laughs> yeah that's 
That's not even, we're not even the same discussion. Not even the same book. Just because uh, they play you're... aggressive and fast doesn't mean they're thrash. That's like putting Iron Maiden or Judas Priest on the big four. <laughs> Which, great. They are both are great. However, they're not in that lineup. They're not <laughs> part of that same genre. Nope. But... I think Pantera is in a league of their own for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see any other subgenre or whatever you want to put them in. It wouldn't fit. Right. So what were you going to say, Connor, before I rudely interrupted? <laughs> you know, you're fine. Uh, I was I was going to address the uh, the elephant in the room for us. Uh, if it wasn't obvious before, um, I'm not nearly as invested into the metal genre as you guys. Mm-hmm. So I am a bit of a disadvantage on that. Uh, but I did want to ask a question that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. There's no bias in there. What was the first concert that you saw live that brought a tear or some emotional response? Um, for me, there's two. I've, I've only cried at a concert once. Um, okay. Well, twice, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, the first time I had an emotional response was when I saw Alice Cooper for the first time. And that was actually my first concert. But I actually cried when I got to see Ozzy Osbourne because I never thought I'd have the chance. I never thought yeah. in my because I thought he was done. And when he announced that he was going to be in Chicago, I'm like, I'm going. Like, I don't give a fuck. And the only other time I cried at a show was Papa Roach because they did Scars and that song just fucking kills me. Yeah, it eats. It eats at the heart. That's for how sure. About, how about you, Tony? Uh, the first time I had a really heavy emotional response was probably the first time I seen Black Label Society and they played In This River. Now, that song was a tribute song written for Dimebag when he passed. So, like, I know what that song means to Zach and I know what it means to the community that loved Dimebag. So, that was a really heavy moment. That for me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Tony, hmm. um, since you are a big. Uh, Dimebag fan. Um, One could say that. Damage Plan. Would you rank them as as good as Pantera musically? Or not? No. Like, I, I think they were a good band, but we didn't get enough from them. I just vibe with Pantera music a lot stronger than I did Damage Plan stuff so, for me. Um, Connor, um, little yeah. do you know, metal is actually not the main genre I listen to because I don't really have a main genre. I listen to just about anything besides yeah. country. Fuck that. Um, mm. <laughs> what do you listen nah, to? I, uh, I listen to primarily, I would say... Uh, just a classic rock. I listen to some prog rock. Really. Like uh, like one of my most listened to artists is Rush. All right, yeah. Um, uh, oh, like yeah. I, I, I listened to them so much last year. I was in the top 1% on Spotify listeners <laughs> for Rush. Like I, I listen to a lot. But, I'm kind of uh, sad you'll never see them. Yeah, I, uh, they were my first show. They were my, my very first show. Uh, it was in Toledo, Ohio. And oh, congrats. Great. Yeah, it was a uh, row eight center floor. Seats 17 and 16. It was good. 
Nine, Crazy how we all remember exactly where we were in the good shows, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I will always remember it. They opened up with Sphere of the Radio. I've got chills. Like I have actual goosebumps on my arms because I, I remember they came on no opener because who needs to open? It's Rush, right? Like we right. we are ready. They opened up and I was just, I got uh, it was so good, so good. Anyway, uh, I listen to mostly classic rock really and my favorite genre that I've made up is like, like 2000 to 2012 rock, just like main me- like mainstream media rock. Mm-hmm. Like I'm listening to shine down disturbed Lincoln park, MCR green day, ADTR bring the horizon. Like I, I'm just listening to those all the time. 30 seconds. Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. You will find them on my playlist a lot. Never cut it as a wise man. <laughs> hey, say what yep. you want, but Silver Side Up was a fantastic record. It was. It was great. So, and they throw all you want, Mike. So, uh, is there any other concerts that you went to where there was no opening act? Because that's a really weird concept nowadays. Um, I'll ask both of you guys that question. Uh, no, that was the only show. Uh, well, not the only show. That Rush is the only band that I have seen with no opening act. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tony? Ever seen anybody with no opening act? Machine Head like four times. They do that evening with Machine Head, so they just come out and play a three-and-a-half-hour set with like an intermission, and they play pretty much every single hit you could think of. I think that's a good idea if you could pull it off, but not every, not every band can do that and sell out seats there's only, I want to say, two artists that I've seen that has had no opening act. Um, one of them has had opening acts, obviously, but a majority of the time he doesn't. Um, I've seen Weird Al, uh, and he never has an opening act, except for on his random tour he did. He had some comedian opening for him. Uh, it was the guy from, ever seen UHF, his movie? Mm-mm. There's no. there's this comedian that was in it. Um, I forget his name, but he opened. Uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, whenever he does the evening with Alice Cooper, he never has an opening act. Mm-hmm. Okay. But any other time, bands have had opening acts. You gotta have the pull, man. Like you can't just go out on tour with just yourself, and unless you can sell out every seat in the house. What do you think of bands having non-music opening acts opening for them? For instance, for instance, Metallica had comedian Jim Brewer open for them, and Kiss had a painter open for them. Zach Sabbath, which is Zach Wilde's midlife crisis Sabbath cover band. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> had Don Jameson open up for him. I mean, yep. it works. It's different. It's definitely different. It's different. It's different in an environment like Metallica or Kiss because, like, Zach Sabbath ain't doing stadium shows. <laughs> it's weird no. seeing Metallica and Kiss have like a painter or a comedian come out in front of like thousands of people. <laughs> Don so I, I had to look Jim Brewer up. I had to look Jim Brewer up. I had to see like who is this man that opened for Metallica? Yeah. So. Have you have either of you seen the movie uh, Half Baked? Yep, yep, yep. That's Jim Brewer. Yeah, he yeah he's in that. Uh, <laughs> this is he has a book I think that Mike might need to read. Uh, I'm not high, 
parentheses, but I've got a lot of crazy stories about life as a goat boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because Jim Burr has this joke where he's like, I'm not high. I just look this way. (laughs) Yeah, it's called drug face. It's 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 the thing that pops up on all the videos. Like, what is this? This is great. Well, Jim Burr is cool because him opening for Metallica was the ultimate because he's very popular for doing impersonations and he'll do a James Hetfield impersonation. So they had him open and he just told jokes and shit. And it was weird because unlike with Weird Al having a comedian open for him that one time or Don Jameson, they stayed on stage. Jim Brewer would leave the stage, go backstage, talk to Metallica, come back out, read from a piece of paper, just do random shit. <laughs> and just like one of his jokes was hilarious though. He was talking about when he met Ozzy Osbourne the first time. <laughs> and it's like Ozzy looked me in the eyes after I said his music saved my life. And underneath of that whole persona was the man. And he said the most inspirational thing he's ever said. Anyone's ever said to me, he looked at me and he said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> For a man that can sing like a bird, he cannot talk worth a shit. <laughs> no, definitely. I have yet to figure out how that works. I, I'm going to tell you guys a little story about a time I saw Ozzy. And then uh, my question is Do you guys have any stories of hilarious things that have happened at shows? Um, when I went and saw Ozzy the second time, he came out and he was doing a couple songs and he took a little break and he started talking. Now, when I saw him the first time, he didn't talk. Well, this time he did. And he was like, I would like to introduce my band. We, 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 Zach Wilde on guitar. We've got, we've, we've got uh, my bass is Blasco. And we've got my drama. What the fuck's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Loud into the microphone. And Zach Wilde whispered in his ear. He's like, oh, fuck it. This next song's Paranoid. <laughs> Uh, got off topic real quick tony i just want to say uh mine's bigger oh, oh okay his is big touche <laughs> he's got a big yeah. one uh so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna loop us back around to opening acts all right best opening act you've ever seen go oh. power trip best okay. opening act i ever seen i'm gonna cheat on this one <laughs> Alice Cooper opening for Motley Crue. <laughs> uh, mine what would be Fever 333. Three. Huh? What era mine Motley be... Crue did they open for? Oh, you said Fever 333, Connor? Yeah. Who'd they open for? They opened for... Uh, wow, of course, now I'm going to blank on, uh, on them. Uh, they had Jenny... And uh oh gosh, it was see they were so good. I forgot their their name. Like Jenny, like the oh, you're talking about uh, nothing more. Nothing more. Yes. I thought you were they talking about. Pretty... I thought you were talking about Jenny, the '80s pop icon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they opened up for uh, nothing more at a show I saw in Philadelphia. And it was a show. It was, uh, my father was with me. Oh no. Oh no. My father. 
father was with me and uh as someone who got to see rage against the machine in the 90s he said that was like power for power emotion for emotion like the same energy that they brought like rage against the machine brought in the 90s that fever 333 brought in you know 2017 and it was it was a great show it's a wonderful I, show i will say the best opening act i ever saw i'm not gonna cheat name a major act um kane hill yeah they're pretty um, good Kane Hill opened Rock on the Range, and then I saw them again opening for Seven Dust. And mm -hmm. they're awesome. Now, to answer your question, uh, Tony, you know what era of Motley Crue I saw. I saw... You've seen Alvin and the Chipmunks Motley Crue. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's what that was. Nikki Six has me blocked on Twitter. I'll put that out there. Trapped has me what? blocked on Twitter. You would think Vince Neal would have me blocked, but no, Nikki Six has me blocked. Trapped has me blocked on Twitter. I think yeah. Trapped has me blocked on Twitter. Yeah. Why is uh, that? Oh, he doesn't know, does he? You don't know about what Trapped has been doing. Um, <laughs> Trapped oh, apparently, God. Trapped apparently isn't headstrong, and they won't take on anyone. Um. <laughs> Uh, the lead singer of Trap goes on random racial slurred uh, rants, and uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, that's the, just the tip of the iceberg. And anybody that calls him out on it, he will block. Oh, he'll block, but only after saying that his Pandora streaming numbers are better than yours. Like anybody listens to fucking Pandora. <laughs> if you use Pandora, you are a boomer. <laughs> like I, I don't know how to break it to you, bud. But if you're using Pandora, uh. a buddy of mine was asked to interview Trapped, and everybody's like, "No." <laughs> nope. like, he 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 got into an argument with some other band about net worth, right? And then I was like, "Okay, cool. You want to get into a net worth battle?" I dropped off James Hetfield's net worth. Of three hundred and fifty million dollars, I was like, "No, yeah. you're wrong." And then he yep. blocked me. Well, what's crazy? Another thing, Trapped <laughs> is doing. The lead singer of Trapped challenged, uh, what was Ice T to a fist fight. <laughs> and I would pay to see it. I would pay to see that and have Joe Rogan <laughs> commentate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I think for this uh, presidential election, uh, we should put Joe. We should put Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a cage, <laughs> and just have <laughs> Joe Rogan narrate it. Celebrity death match. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you have no reply to that. I I just I all I see is like. <laughs> Biden trying to like assert dominance and like, ah! and you know, one Trump rapist versus to... another rapist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all I imagine whenever you said a certain dominance, I'm just pissing on Don's leg. <laughs> Golden shower, man. Golden shower. It's bad. Yeah, at it's least, really bad. Do, at least Donald Trump's uh, too old for him to sniff. No. <laughs> I don't know what's more just... the last presidential election or this one. This one. Uh, 
definitely this one. The last one. I I remember like the night, like I was at a party that night mm-hmm. and you know, in the moment the results were in, we all like the party was like, yeah, the bomb. Like it, <laughs> it just crashed. And then waking up the next day and like, like looking outside, like, oh, wow, the world kept turning. Hmm. Weird. It's, I just find it so odd. Like still to this day, like we have a reality star who's a failed businessman <laughs> who became president. If he can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Just don't tell Kanye that. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I fucking don't know anymore. Like, I don't even keep up with politics anymore. I can't. Fuck I can't. It. it gives me a headache. <laughs> I, I, I have a question about where uh, where bands that do a certain thing fall genre-wise. All right. Bands that cover pop and rap songs, where do they fall in the genre? Do they fall based on the style of music that they that do the, the, the style of music that they cover in Mm-hmm. Or do they fall into just like an umbrella of cover bands? Is it, do they, are they only covering those songs but in a different style? Or do they have their original songs but sometimes do covers like Corn? Yeah, uh, original songs but sometimes do covers. Uh, example Sharks in the Mouth. Sharks in Your Mouth. Sorry. Uh, I'm not too familiar with that band, to be honest with you. No, uh, I'll be honest. I have been stuck on their cover of lose yourself by Eminem for the last week. Now it is it fun. It is driving. It's head. Like I can headbang to it. Really enjoyable. And I listen to the other stuff. I'm like, this is very fun. This is very enjoyable mm-hmm. music. With but bands. then it had me thinking, where do bands? Yeah. Like what, like other bands that, that do covers, uh, uh, our last night, they do a lot of hip hop mm-hmm. and rap covers. And I would consider them more like, Alt rock, mainstream rock, very mellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would fall under like various categories. It depends on if each song that they cover is under their usual style, then it would just stay to that style. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but Jonathan Davis did a cover of Lil Wayne's Got Money. Um, okay. <laughs> and it was very new metal, so I would consider those bands whatever genre they are. But if their cover is like just one or two covers, the band itself would stay whatever genre they are because that's what they are a majority of the time. Just that one particular song would change genre. Okay. And what, what, so would that genre change to what then? Depending on the cover or how the style is. Um, okay. Like if it's like a rap song turned into a metal song, but they're still got the rap aspects, it'd be new metal. Okay. That works. Yeah. I I think I can get behind that. I think I can get behind that. Just fine. Kind of like Freeman Hanley's uh, lollipop. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, have you, uh, I don't know if I talked to Tony about this, but I plan on starting a, uh, a cover band. Um, uh, we're singing pop songs in the style of corn. Mm-hmm. It's called popcorn. <laughs> That's almost as bad as my solo thrash band album name. Yeah, he has an album name. What is it called? Well, funny enough, 
Pink Sock Mayhem at the Old Folks Home. <laughs> and the album art is going to show Betty White and Donald Trump at a like an old folks home with Donnie bent over and Betty White pulling a strap on dildo out of his ass and he's got a pink sock. <laughs> I support this. But no, I, I understand you may not have been there. I don't know if you shared these jokes with you, but Mike gave us lovely rhythms. Mm-hmm. in the wild at, at louder than life and mm-hmm. i got to the point where like mike just please do some popcorn do it like we were at we were at a bar and like mike do this song for popcorn <laughs> and it was it was oh, so much baby fun. baby how was i supposed to know something wasn't right and <laughs> it was oh and then like like the, the lyric uh, it's gonna be may Oh, it's gonna be May, <laughs> or it's or it was, it's gonna I be boom, boom, boom. Straight face. Oh, it's gosh. gonna be boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I, I would oh, be too man. busy. Would you, would you be a member of Popcorn? <laughs> Instrumentally, sure. Why not? <laughs> we we do need to do that Pink Sock Mayhem uh, album. I would love to do vocals on at least one song of the Pink. Oh yeah. Would Certainly you with this quarantine I'd have the time, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Would you listen to that album, Connor? The uh Oh yeah. Pink Sock Mayhem at the Old Folks Home. Definitely. We got a we got to invite Satchel from Steel oh, Panther. <laughs> yes. So, what are your guys' opinions on shock rock bands? For instance, Guar, who is an ancient alien race who came to Earth to destroy all of mankind and was frozen in Antarctica and was thawed out in the 80s due to the hair metal movement, due to hairspray. And uh, they ended up fucking apes before they were frozen and creating humans. And that's why they're frozen due to the punishment. So now they're trying to kill us all. I mean, they definitely got the best backstory. (laughs) Like, or... What do you think of Lordy, who's pretty much Guar, but they're monsters? <laughs> Would you consider Marilyn Manson shock rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Industrial shock. Cooper, he'd probably be the king of it. Yep. Alice Cooper's the original Manson. Except Alice didn't suck dick on stage. <laughs> True. 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 Oh, by the way, Connor was the guy that Marilyn Manson sucked off on stage. <laughs> can we start? Can we start that rumor? <laughs> you said it on the internet. It's got to be true. Got to be true. You're going to get all kinds of interview requests. You got your dick sucked by Manson. What did it feel like? <laughs> well, you know his tongue. It's all like. Oh my god. <laughs> Would you guys consider Kiss Shocker out? No. 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 I, Just because they wear makeup. Early kiss is with the blood and the flying into the rafters and all that shit. I mean, I suppose. Um now with uh, there was a lot of controversy many years ago um about uh what was her name? Kathy Griffin used a severed head of Donald Trump, whatever. 
Why why is it she got in trouble, but they wouldn't even mention Guar on public television when it comes to that? Because they did it first. It's because they, they understand that if they put Guar on television, that we win. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> like, we got Guar on television. We won. What's uh, weird is before that, Guar was on... Like face than Gore is at the end of the day. Well, Guar was on Fox News like six times. I don't know if you know that or not. The guy that ran Red Eye was a huge fan of Guar. <laughs> That's great. But that is great. During the whole Donald Trump uh, headless shit, the reason why they didn't invite Guar on is because they even flat out said, We like the publicity. Kathy does not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined her career. It would sell out buildings for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, since we are in a time of quarantine, depending on where you're from, what's the laws like where you live at, Connor? Uh, well, I, I live in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, I, I live in the second worst state for the pandemic. I live across the river from Philadelphia. It is I'm rough. sorry. It is extremely rough right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarantine is an infect. Uh, you can't go outside without a mask on. If you work outside of your home, you have to wear a mask and gloves if you're in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very disorienting. I like my job before, you know, I, I wake up early in the morning, I go to work, I'm at work for nine hours, I come home. And then a normal, like Monday through Thursday, I would do nothing. Friday, I would go out with friends and mm-hmm. play board games and stuff. And then Saturday and Sunday, I didn't really do much. Uh, but now that I can't even go out Friday evenings, I can't really go over to friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely disorienting because you just wake up, you go to work, and it's nothing's really changing in your eyes. You know, you're, you're still working, you're still eating, sleeping, doing everything normal. But the the fact outside of your little bubble, mm-hmm. the world is falling apart. And Ohio is a little different than other places of the world too, because we were one of the first states to do a stay-at-home order. Um, yeah, and it's weird because in Ohio, I always see this meme going around that says, "Why is it that the only states that do the stay-at-home order are Democratic?" Wrong. Ohio is a very Republican governor. um ohio right now though we did loosen up a little bit lately um restaurants are now open uh for dining uh you're only allowed you gotta be six feet apart and stuff um and workers like you said gotta wear masks here's the thing that drives me nuts is people people are saying well what's the big deal about me wearing a mask if you're wearing one it's not about that the reason why they want you to wear a mask is because if you are sick and you're around sick people, it prevents the spread from you to them. It doesn't protect you from the disease. It protects them from the disease. Yeah. I'm like, uh, quit being selfish. Now, I'll be honest. I didn't wear a mask today when I went out to eat because I went in there and nobody was. Out here in South Dakota, it's not as big of an issue. Like, I think there is maybe a thousand or so cases total, 
but that's mostly in two towns altogether. Like the rest of the state is almost unaffected entirely. So they haven't really shut down a whole lot. What's Just in two falls and I think a town up north where there's a big meat packing plant and a big crowd of people around that is, is where the hotbed is. What's crazy, though, is people are now saying, well, Japan didn't have any of these rules in effect, and they're out of it in two months. I'm like, yes, but Japan is so used to viruses because they're near China. China. They're so, <laughs> they're so near China that they're used to viruses. Japan always wears masks in public. They have for like five yeah. years. The fact they got over it is no shock. <laughs> <laughs> And South Korea has their shit together too. Right. And also public transportation isn't that huge of a problem over in Japan. And also the Japanese language, the way that they talk doesn't um, cause as much spittle as the English language. Not, not a lot of phlegm going on. Not a lot of phlegm. Now, Not is there anything German. else you guys wanted to talk about? Because we are reaching the hour and 12-minute mark, and I was going to see if you guys want to talk about anything before we uh, finish up here. Connor, you're always more than welcome to join us every week if you want to. I'll probably make it make it more regular thing. I do appreciate it. Um, we are going to. We plan uh, on. We plan on. We're going to be uh, on streaming services again. I'm working on that right now. We were taken off for using music that I was given permission to use. Tony's in the band that I used the first episode and Justin, who was on the episode after that was on the show too. And both their bands were on the show. Uh, but yeah, Weird. um, we're going to be streaming again, uh, soon. And, um, we're hoping to have guests on like we're aiming for unusual people, not just musicians. We're aiming for like unusual people, uh, off the wall people, just people that will keep the show entertaining. And, musicians as well um we're not limited to who we interview and we don't have to have yeah. an interview we can do something like this too well, guys, so if you if you have any fun. if you have anyone in mind let me know is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get off here no i think that's pretty good no. part to end it yeah. all righty well you guys thank you for stopping by tony will be here next week Connor, oh, yeah. you, can, you can come back next week if you want. And next week, um, I don't know if it's official or not, so I will get a hold of him and I will get on Facebook. But I do believe Rev from Only Flesh will be here next week, which Rev, Connor, is in an industrial punk rock band, I believe is the name of that genre that he's in, uh, who puts meat hooks in their flesh and hangs from meat hooks while performing. And Rev also crucified himself on stage. And he's still alive. And he's still alive. <laughs> so I'm hoping to have How him on next week. How do you spell that? I got I to gotta, I gotta, gotta study up. I got to get ready. got to get only, all my only, random trivia. Only flesh. Only flesh. Like skin. Flesh. Flesh? Only flesh. Yes. I'll, I'll send you some of their music. But tune in next week, everyone. 8 p.m. Standard Eastern Time. Every single week. Rock and roll, and remember, live long, rock hard. Always. Always. Always.